Hey podcast, two things for today's episode. First of all, as Steve Johnson mentions in the podcast, be sure to check out Iowa State University's crop marketing webinar. The link to that is in the description of the podcast. Be sure to get registered. That is for tonight, July 16th. The second thing is on the harvest storage calculator that we have at Agview Solutions. Please reach out to us. Uh, you'll hear a little bit on the discussion in today's podcast that this topic is not going away. If you haven't made any decisions in your operation or taken a look at what those bushels might actually be, please reach out to us. It's completely free and hopefully we'll help you make some better strategic planning decisions here as we move into fall. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the AgView Pitch. And today we've got Chris Barron and Steve Johnson with ISU. Uh, Steve, how's it going today? It's going great. We caught a real timely rain last night here in central Iowa. So I think we're good to go. I think uh, we expect a large crop. That's right. I think it's looking really good. I'm in uh, north central Illinois. Same deal here, catching some rain. It looks like a lot of these dry areas are catching the rain, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, we've got rain in the forecast Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So uh, this is ideal timing. Uh, 50% of the crops already pollinated. And I've been out counting ears and kernels and uh, I can pencil uh, 210, 220 bushel an acre corn, several different fields. Well, and I would concur from what I'm seeing as we drive around out seeing clients and working on some financial stuff, just looking at this crop, I'd say it's about as good as I've ever seen. And uh, what that leads me to is kind of a pointed question here. And I've been thinking about this all, all ever since, you know, planting season. I mean, a lot of areas really got this crop in timely. Um, we did get dry for a period of time, but it's looking like this big crop may be coming on and there's always this issue of extra bushels at harvest time, and that may be a concern this year. What's your thought? What are some of the things that guys need to be thinking about if we have bushels that we can't can't get in the bin that's going to be excess? I think we need to go ahead and price those bushels, get the basis locked, uh, make sure that we understand there's going to be likely much weaker basis by the time we get into September and October. So let's get the basis fixed and let's go ahead and accept, accept a flat price. I, I'm comfortable of getting some of these extra bushels priced because our break-even is going to be a lot lower than we'd anticipated in April. So talk a little bit more about that, too. You know, it's, that's kind of a hard decision to do for a lot of producers. I mean, we just came off of a, a pretty decent rally. There were some bushels sold there, but probably guys are uh, – hitting themselves a little bit and saying, gee, I didn't sell any or I didn't sell enough or whatever. What, how do you answer that question? Seven straight years of a spring rally. So when we miss the spring or summer rally, uh, we're, we're to blame. Uh, farmers just uh, have to be more disciplined. So I'm not playing this nickel, dime, 20-cent game. Let's go ahead and get the overflow bushels priced and get them away from our farm at harvest. I think we're going to have all sorts of challenges of drying and storage and I think we want to make sure these extra bushels are moving away from our farm and especially not into commercial storage that they're going to get locked up for a long period of time. So I know that you you are involved with, you know, doing some of the USDA stuff and pay attention to what's going on in D.C. and with some of these programs that are kind of add-ons um, to the farm. And we've had CFAP and, and a few other things along the way. What are some of the things that you're hearing that might 
might be coming our way or that we need to be kind of watching for on the farm? Well, number one, we're going to trigger a large PLC payment. So I think the PLC payment for the 2020 corn crop will be somewhere around 50 to $70 an acre. We won't get that till October of 2021 for the 20 crop. So we're going to add on another 50 to $70 PLC payment. We've already got a CFAP payment. Uh, we got that uh, if we went ahead and signed up for the Corona Food Assistance Program. And that turned out to be roughly um, $12 to $30 an acre, $30 an acre on corn. And here's what I'm hearing, another CFAP payment coming. It'll probably be here uh, August, September, probably going to trigger off the planted acres. So it'll feel more like the the uh, market facilitation program payment. So uh, likely uh, government uh, kicking another 10, 20, maybe $30 an acre for corn uh, at you this summer. Chris, you add those up and you're well over $100 an acre from the government just for growing corn in 2020. Add that on to your gross crop revenue and you can see that maybe I need to keep these bushels moving because uh, government's going to make up uh, a lot of the poor marketing I might have done before. So I know you work a lot on insurance. You study that. You're um, uh, going to do, you know, you do a lot in that area. Talk a little bit about how insurance plays into this as well. You know, even though we're, we may yield our APH level potentially, talk a little bit about that. Well, sure. And crop insurance revenue protection, that's what most people use. In addition, they probably have some sort of uh, a hail coverage or a companion hail coverage. Uh, crop insurance uh, has worked the same way for 20 years. You multiply your APH times your level of coverage times the projected price, simple average, December corn. So I've got the math in front of me. I've got 190 bushel an acre APH. I'm at the 85% level. I'm guaranteed 388 a bushel. I've got a guarantee of $627 an acre. That 85% of my APH is guaranteed. If a hail takes me out, a wind takes me out, I'm going to collect $627 an acre, but stop. We're going to have a lot lower prices. So we're guaranteed my bushels harvested times the harvest price. Chris, I'm thinking the harvest price the month of October probably going to come in around 310 320 So I might trigger a crop insurance payment, an indemnity claim, if I only grow my APH of 190 so I think you could be in one camp that says I'm going to collect on crop insurance because I'm only going to grow my APH on corn. And I could be in the other camp. I'm not going to collect crop insurance, but I've got these extra bushels. Why don't I go ahead and get them priced? So I've got some protection on the downside. And again, it's revenue protection, crop insurance, and then the government farm program payments, PLC on corn, probably ARC County on soybeans that we won't trigger in 2020. But then CFAP payments that the government's going to send me already sent me one CFAP payment. I think I'm going to get another CFAP payment this late summer fall. So you talked about basis a little bit. Touch on that just a, touch, a little bit more as far as, you know, the possible threat that you see with basis this fall. Well, typically when we have large crops, and I believe this is going to be the mother load, I think it's going to be well over 15 billion bushel and comparable to that 2016 crop, I think the basis is going to weaken. Is when we have these large crops, um, we don't have adequate storage, and we've got some disruption. we got the Illinois River uh, offline, um, and unless we've got a lot of barges and we've got a lot of trains moving, 
basis is going to weaken. And Chris, I think by the 1st of August, you'll feel it. The new crop basis that maybe it was 30 under, and it's 40 under. And at the co-op, maybe it was 50 under. It's 60 under for new crop delivery. I think we've got to go ahead and protect our basis. If we're going to deliver these bushels at harvest, let's be aggressive. And if we've got enough bushels, let's negotiate basis with our grain merchandiser. Good, all all good points. Uh, let me let me take the other side of this for a second and say, okay, I'm a producer that maybe sold a little bit during that rally and kind of hoping for maybe some rally between now and harvest time and really struggling with being able to pull the trigger um, between now and then. Even on those overrun bushels, what's your response? My response is, how much money do you need in the fall and winter months? Let the cash flow drive you. Imagine sitting in front of your lender in the middle of December and the lender says, well, how much are you going to be able to pay back? And you're going to use that same excuse you've been using for the last five years. I didn't get enough sold. I think you let your cash flow drive you to trigger these sales and start to feel very comfortable that there's large crop coming, especially corn. I think we've got a little more time on soybeans, but especially corn. I don't want to go into August without having set the flat price for those bushels that I'm delivering at harvest, and then I've got to plan accordingly how I'm going to manage storage as well as drying because I think we've got some baubles coming at harvest with a 15.3 billion bushel corn crop. Yeah, it's hard hard to uh, not believe that, especially, like I said, as, as I've driven around, it looks pretty amazing. Is there anything else that I haven't touched on? I know um, uh, you're going to be doing a webinar. Do you want to touch on that, what that is, and, and how do people um, connect to that? Yeah, uh, we've uh, been doing free webinars. We do those every month. Again, Iowa State University Extension will do this on Thursday night. If you want to pre-register, you must pre-register in advance. If you miss it, um, you can see the webinar replay. You'll have to Google to find our website where we're doing all the registration, all the videos. I'm a big, uh, uh, if you would, Eric Snodgrass supporter. I work a lot with Eric. We train a lot. Here's the six words you need to Google. ISU Extension Virtual Ag Marketing Clubs. Uh, I write um, monthly newsletters. Um, I post videos, and we do live webinars, and Chris, did I mention these are all free from Iowa State University Extension. ISU Extension, Virtual Ag Marketing Clubs, again, Thursday night, July 16th, 7 p.m., a live webinar. Appreciate that. Is there anything else I haven't asked? I mean, I think this is a really important message that, that you're getting out as a potentially a really big crop coming on. We've had a rally. I know, you know, hope is in the air. It's really hard to... Um, if you didn't, if you didn't hit a, a triple or a, or a home run on on some sales, and then the market goes down, it's really hard to react. Is there anything else I haven't asked, or anything else that you want to talk about? It's the market discipline that's missing right now, Chris. And according to my conversation I had uh, with Eric Snodgrass from Nutrien, uh, an atmospheric scientist, it looks like a wet and warm late July and August. Wet and warm, more rain heading your way. Well, that that uh, spells a big crop. So, hey, uh, really appreciate you reaching out, and I think this has been a, a great conversation, kind of a quick one, and, and we'll definitely 
be back in touch and have more conversations and, and maybe we'll hit soybeans on the next one and talk a little bit about uh, what producers might need to be thinking about getting the, the soybeans merchandise and working through that. Okay, great. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Steve Johnson, Iowa State University, and this is Chris Barron with the AgView Pitch.